what is up everybody thank you uh, for tuning into the fathom beyond sunday podcast we're really excited about this new podcast it's really designed to, to just be very casual just a couple of leaders at fathom talking faith talking life talking about how we can grow in our faith where it's really going on between monday through saturday not just on sunday so uh, tune in listen to the conversation open your heart and pray that that this really helps Welcome, welcome. This is Fathom Beyond Sunday, where we engage in conversation that takes our relationship with God deeper um, throughout the week. So today we have Pastor Kyle Nelson. Hey, everybody. And myself, Jackie Cobble, the community director here at Fathom Church. Um, but not for long. <laughs> Don't leave us. <laughs> but it's exciting. It's so exciting. It is, yeah. Tomorrow's a big day for you. Let's it go is. and talk about it for a minute. Yeah. Tomorrow's so, a big day. What's tomorrow? So we are talking to an immigration consultant we have a phone call with an immigration consultant where we will be finalizing the paperwork for our visa so we'll be applying for our visa tomorrow which is the first step to moving yeah. <laughs> so it's a big step yeah it's huge it's big expensive step big very expensive step <laughs> with a family of seven yeah yeah exactly <sighs> oh gosh moving into that twenty thousand figure now and i'm like oh gosh yeah <laughs> but it's cool it's cool yeah. god's got it <laughs> It does. It takes money to like to um, to do ministry. It does. It just does. And God calls us into a lot of things that stretch us in every way, shape, and form, and, and not in the ways that we want to stretch. I think a lot of times when we're like, I say yes, God, and I say yes to the areas in which I think I want to spend my time and invest my yeah. time, and and then we find out like to do that. God's going to stretch, have to stretch me in like a hundred other areas. And Oh, that's so true. You know, and it's <laughs> like, I had sign up for this. I wanted that. And, you know, it's a part of like the endurance process. The growth process is like growing, you know, but you know, that's why I think a lot of people in ministry like are just really well-rounded and like, just cause they have a breadth of experience. Like it's yeah. not, we just go in and calculate numbers. Not, no offense to anybody who's an accountant, but it's right. just, it's a very kind of narrow field or a carpenter who, you know, you like carpenters actually, they, they can do a bunch of things, but you know what I mean? It's yeah. just, it covers a lot of broad areas and you end up finding yourself into all these things, but that's not what we're going to talk about right. today. Anyway, <laughs> the, the jack of all trade. <laughs> yeah. Master of none. I feel like that's been my life story. <laughs> well, I'm right there with that you. Could, so it could be a book. <laughs> You're you in know, good company. Biography. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, um, so this week um, in the sermon, we talked a lot about, you know, shame and guilt and how it oppresses us. And you want to give a recap of all that or? Yeah, before I do, I just thought, I think we need some like animation, like audio, you know, like radio shows do. And they're like, like here's the roll in. Oh, yeah. And it was like, da, da. this week <laughs> you talked about <laughs> Last yeah. time. I need some background music to go with this. Previously on. Yeah. Previously on Fathom Sundays. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we, we were wrapping up. Uh, I couldn't decide just all month whether I went, I had four week outline, but wasn't sure if I wanted to go three or four weeks and ended up wrapping it up this past week um, with the tortured soul. We've been in the soul detox series and man, I, I felt really um, passionately and just strongly that this was a message that people needed to hear and God wanted to to speak into people's lives. And, um, yeah, I feel like every week through this, um, as I get off stage and the service ends and I kind of mm-hmm. walk my way to the back, it's just, I'm hearing just conversations and that are just carrying over. And, 
yeah. things that are just coming up. And so that's really encouraging to me. I, I, it's not supposed to end in that moment. It's supposed to carry right. through into the week and discussing things. So I'm really proud of our church and really proud of how I hear people just engaging with the, mm-hmm. the scriptures, engaging with the word of God being preached. And um, yeah, so that's, that's exciting. But um, essentially we were just talking about the tortured soul and, and that how the enemy just loves to use things that we've done. Yeah mistakes we've made and just to torture us our soul just like to torment us and um we we just talked about the first peter um, passage of like you know that's why to abstain from these sinful desires why we really try to abstain for i mean there's a lot of reasons but what he was saying is because they wage against your soul like yeah amen like they're going to like just keep coming after you. Um, and so it's just kind of recognizing that spiritual battle and, um, yeah. So then just really, you know, reminding our soul who Jesus is and what he's done for us, that he wants to set us free. He has a plan for us. Um, and that we really need, and I think this is what you want to talk about today is we really just need, um, to learn to confess our sin to God and learn to confess our sin to others. And, yeah. That's not as simple um, as that sounds coming out of my mouth. I, I mean, yeah, there's, there's actually absolutely. a lot more to it. So, yeah, let's Well, talk. I think I feel like the confession to God is kind of simple. There, it's, you know, it takes true, like, true feeling behind it. You have to actually mean, you know, like, right. that you mean what you say. How do we know if we mean it or not? Uh, it's really hard to tell. Right? You know, <laughs> it, it's like... Um, God, I'm sorry. And then like, is it okay to move on? If I just say, God, I'm sorry, you know? Right. Um, I feel like with my kids, I can tell on their face, like what, oh yeah, sorry. Absolutely. Like when one of my kids comes in and they're actually crying, Yeah. you know, they're actually crying because they did not want to do that. And that happens. And I see it where the man, they feel awful about what they've done. And I would just say, as I'm just answering my own question, I, <laughs> I had a friend, uh, Zane, um, uh, in middle school and I asked him a question and then I answered the question and then I made comments <laughs> on the question. Oh my Lord. Goes, Are you kidding me? <laughs> I guess I had a career in front of me in which I was going to do a lot of talking. So I was about to say, not much has changed. <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of thoughts, you know, got a lot of thoughts. It's so. okay. I'm right there with yeah, you. A lot of um, I don't even remember where I was. I just oh, had a flashback. Uh, you can tell on their face that they yeah, mean it. Um, yeah. And so I think we need to just slow down enough. Yeah. And not it. it's not about how many words you say, but I think the amount of time. In fact, I would say use few words, mm-hmm. um, but take your time Absolutely. when you repent to the Lord to really feel it, to feel the weight of it, to feel the people that you hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to really look those things in the face and then ask for forgiveness. And then we know without a shadow of a doubt, God is faithful and just to forgive us as first John well, I know, think passage that I, I quoted this week. As you're talking, like the thing that I can, I think about is, you know, we, we sin and we know that it's a sin, but in ourselves, we don't recognize it emotionally as a sin because it's been something we've done forever or something that is culturally acceptable or something that, you know, just seems benign. Oh, it's painful to realize mistakes we've made. Like Mm -hmm. we would rather keep moving than actually slow down and admit we've made a mistake. 
Um, right. We're, we, we're terrible at that as a society and as Christian society. Like, we're terrible at that. But it's so necessary. Right. But if it's, like, for me, like, if it's something that I know is against God's word or, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. I mean, the closer that I am to the Holy Spirit, the closer that I am to intimacy with God, mm-hmm. you know, the easier it is to recognize the sin for what it is. For sure. But I think when we are at such a place where we're disconnected from the Holy Spirit and we're struggling to see it as a sin, it's it behooves us to say, you know, Lord, show me why this is a sin. Show me how this impacts the world in a negative way. I think that that's a real issue with people who are uncomfortable with truth in the scriptures or in the body of Christ that they don't want to cross thresholds of, mm-hmm. of surrender. Um, they just distance themselves from the Holy Spirit by distancing themselves from the body of Christ and the yes. local church and good preaching. Mm-hmm. They distance themselves because we, we realize, oh, I'm going to have to change. I'm going to have to admit I was wrong. Yep. And our pride just doesn't let us do it so many times. And so, um, but it's so necessary. It's so necessary because that stuff's torturing us. Like we're, yes. we're living with guilt of that. We, we know we're missing years of our spiritual maturity, which we could be growing. Oh my goodness, yes. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah. Yeah, it's such such a hard hard thing to even comprehend because there are things we know are wrong but we we don't see them as wrong in our own selves Mm -hmm. and but like you said it's just it's because we allow ourselves to let pride be the thing that rules us and that's that's hard yeah and and so I guess the the key thing I was trying to communicate is is first we we ask God for forgiveness we confess our sins to God for forgiveness and I was talking with a guy, a contractor, or one of the, the crew that's been working at our house. We're in mm-hmm. like a little, we got construction here at the church <laughs> and at the house. And um, and he grew up Catholic and, you mm-hmm. know, was kind of more raised Baptist. And, and, that's um, interesting. Yeah. And so we were just talking about that stuff. And, and I feel like for people that have come out of probably both of those lines, um, particularly with Catholicism, um, confession means something very different for them than it does yep. evangelicals. Um, it's going into a priest and you confess to them in order to confess to God. Right. Right. Um, but it, it, no person can f- forgive us our sins like God can forgive us our sins. Right. And, and repentance, you know, to God is really where it starts it, mm-hmm. and I think it has to start and that was one of the reflections on Sunday is that sometimes we get one of these things but rarely do we actually get both of these things and because right. we don't get both of them we allow the enemy to continue to torture our soul right it gives us a foothold yeah gives, yeah. gives him the foothold yeah. yeah to 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 have his way yeah you know and that that's that's never what we want yeah so all that to say yeah <laughs> the topic that we wanted to talk about that I felt like we really should kind of dive into today is um it is on that line of confession you know we talked about we need to we need to take our sin and bring it into the light share it with somebody else you know get it out there but the reality is is people are hateful and mean at times Mm -hmm. and even when they don't mean to like even when they have the best intentions sometimes there's still this 
um, wrong response or like unbiblical way of looking at things or insert all of the things that could happen. Mm -hmm. And so how as believers do we know what, what is a safe person, a good person to confess these things to, you know, because so many people out there are just like, I I have no one. And so how do we, how do we come about those people? How do we, how do we make, I mean, that's, that's a very large question. I I asked (laughs) a professor um, once, so what did confession look like in the early church? You know, it's all these little church, small church communities. Yeah. Um, and he told me, he goes, well, it started, they would just come up to the church doors. This is obviously past the early church, but it's like in that right. early era where the facilities, like we're beginning to have. Yeah, they were beginning know, to have buildings rather yeah, than homes. Yeah, locations. And, and they would literally go up to the church doors and scream their sins out loud in the middle of the oh, city wow. or community. And whoever was around heard them. Yeah. That's yeah. Intense. I was like, that is intense. I'd never, <laughs> never heard that before. Um, and so I was hoping for something interesting. That's why I asked the question and I got something interesting. Yeah. I was like, um, but so it, it's, um, uh, it's really difficult. So there's a lot of like levels of this. Um, which one do you want to hit first? Do you want to hit the relational side or hit the the guilt shame side the in, internal emotional side so so let's start let's start with the guilt shame side work towards the internal emotional side and then move to the relational yeah i think that'll be the best okay flow. yeah i like <laughs> it see that's why you're hosting this thing and i'm just <laughs> jabbing <laughs> there we go um, gabbing not jabbing jabbing's a boxing <laughs> you're thing, good right? okay it's a manly gabbing it's gabbing's manly. girly yeah. jabbing's manly whatever they're just over here <laughs> gabbing that's all we're doing so um anywho um yeah so w- when we sin the enemy immediately swoops in and wants to start with the guilt and shame yeah garbage and you know, we combat that by repenting and knowing the goodness and faithfulness of the Lord. Yeah. All the promises. Uh, yeah. And, and one of the things that I'd love to just bring back up, cause I think it's really important from Sunday is just how so many of us, we think that those feelings are from God. Mm. We think that the bad feeling we have is God trying to get our attention or something? And that's because I see it all the time. People come back in the church because they're sick and tired of feeling guilty. Right. But it's not. As if God has now got him in a place because, and I said, you just don't, like if you have that understanding, you just don't quite understand the character of God because it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. And is Romans 2, um, mm-hmm. have you not considered <laughs> this? And, um, and so I, I think that's so important as w- that we get that out there and we start with the right view of the Father. Yes. And that our, our God's not a manipulator. No, he, he loves us so dearly and, and doesn't want our souls tortured. He wants us free and healed yes. and um, full of life and, and, um, and he wants to be in communion with us, right communion with us. And so... So, okay, pause yeah. for a second. Yeah. What, so how would you describe conviction versus condemnation? Like, what, where is the line? Yeah. Well, conviction is I know I, what I did is wrong. Okay, yep. Yeah. Um, condemnation is 
feels accusatory. Mm-hmm. Um, one is led of the Holy Spirit. One is led of Satan himself. Yeah. You know, and and we have to learn to distinguish absolutely the voice yes. of the Holy Spirit and the and the lies of the enemy because he's the father of lies. I, I said that was the other kind of the second thing of how does the enemy torture us? Well, one is through the sins we've committed and the other one is through the lies we've believed. Yep. So we've got to be able to distinguish the, the truth and know the truth and the, oh, that's a lie. Yep. I'm not that, um, God doesn't see me this way just because I'm hearing that, just because I'm feeling that, that's a lie. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes that lie comes through just kind of straight into our ear pipes. <laughs> other times that actually gets passed through church people. Yep, absolutely. I was talking to a pastor friend of mine today and um, just called him. I, I've, I've, we talked about this months ago, um, but I've just learned to just call my friends and how much yes. better my soul is and my well-being is when I just call my friends throughout yes. the week. And um, I was just, you know, wanted to talk and and he said, man, you know, I, was at, I said, how are you doing today? He's like, I wanted to quit on Sunday and Monday. And he said, it was just felt terrible. He goes, you know, this pandemic things, we've had our ups and downs. He said, but this past week was uh, particularly brutal and like everybody was out of town. It was one of those pastor weeks. And yeah, those are it, rough weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, and, and just to make matters a lot worse, right before I'm getting on stage, some guy who hadn't been there in a long time walks up to him before he's about to preach. And he goes, what happened to our church? Where's everybody at? So it's like literally the worst timing, literally the worst thing you could say to the pastor because then he feels like a failure walking onto the stage. Yeah. As if he's done something or hasn't done something over the past year that's left his church in in, in this place because this guy hasn't been here and he doesn't know squat of what he does during the week. Right, exactly. But he said this and right then it was like an opportunity to like he had to reject the lie. Yes. You know, and, and he ended up letting him beat him for a couple of days. He just was confessing to me like we we're talking about confessing. Yep. I called him and see, it doesn't have to be that scary. No, you not know, at I, all. I, I'm, I'm jumping to the third thing, yeah. but <laughs> it's all tied in there. It doesn't have it to is. be that scary. It was just like we were having a conversation and we were just talking and yep. this is how I'm feeling. And I'm just, it's just getting rid of all the pride and stuff, being able to cling to the truth and wanting that so badly for myself because he, he could have just lied. He could have, you know, glazed over the truth mm-hmm. and, and said, I'm doing good, man. Blessed blessed and highly favored, too blessed to be stressed. He could have said oh, all the, the bull that like, I don't believe, Yep. you know? Um, but he's like, he told me straight cause we've been friends. He was in my wedding. <laughs> we've been friends for a long time and um, just jump right to it. Good. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's a pastor. He's emotionally <laughs> yeah, he's, he's sharp. Yeah. You, he's gotta, a, you gotta be able to be okay with those things. Like, yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is we, we, we try to hide things in the dark. Like we just try and we try because we want to feel like we have it together. We want to mm-hmm. feel like we're we're winning at life. You know, yeah. I hear that so many times. Oh, I'm winning at life right now. And I'm like, well, I'm glad you are because here's all the ways my life is like yeah. crazy. You yeah. know, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I think so often of that verse and I'm probably going to quote it wrong because my brain. But it's like when it says humble yourselves, you know, those who are called. Oh, oh gosh, it's not fully there. But, you know, humbling ourselves doesn't come through like pushing ourselves down or um like degrading ourselves and what we do or how we think or anything like that but it's but it's saying you know like I am not perfect 
and everything here, here is what is going on in my life. Like that is humbling yourself. That's saying, you know, I don't, I don't care if you know my flaws. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. care if you, you see the, see the, the cracks in myself. Like God created me this way and I'm, I am human just like you and we're doing this together, you know? And I think when we do that, it opens ourselves up to being close to him. I feel like the scriptures that are hardest to memorize are the ones in which there's a lot of them that are in that same sentiment and you've read it in probably like like 50 different places, 10 different translations and 50 different locations. And then like when you want to like draw it up, you end up like, which place I'm like, where am I with this? There's like, right. Yeah. Um, I, cause my brain goes to, you know, a dozen different yes, scriptures. Exactly. Right there. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> you know, don't think of yourself more, you know, um, you know, higher than what you should, yes, but exactly. to, to, I mean, that's, that's the Philippians too. And, um, to humble yourselves before the Lord and he'll exalt you. That's like all over the scriptures. Yep. Uh, he'll raise you up when we do that. Um, and then I think of, you know, I'll boast in my weakness all yes. the more so that Christ's power can be made strong through me. There's, you know, second Corinthians. So, I feel like that has been my life verse. Like yeah. I will boast in my weakness because there is nothing that I do that is apart from God that is good. You know, mm-hmm. like because I've seen myself work in my own strength and it is mm-hmm. not pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's why people are attracted to your leadership and attracted to your voice is because of that, because you, <laughs> you know, you're just, you're raw and real and, and you know, you probably had your days where you tried to glaze it over too, but yeah. Oh, um, absolutely. <laughs> but I, 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 it's, um, it's something that endears people to us Yeah. and our greatest fear. And I think that's what, as we begin to have this conversation about being able to confess to other people, we've got to deal with fear yeah. of rejection. And if anybody listening to this is like me in a struggle with rejection throughout your life. Oh, I'm an Enneagram too. The struggle with rejection is real. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, and it's so funny, man, if, if I love re- the rejection conversation around all of the Enneagram types is so interesting. Ugh. We don't have time for that today, but <laughs> maybe then one we'd day. have to clue it. We'd have to go back to the beginning of what Enneagram <laughs> yes. is and stuff, but, um, but yeah, um, it, it makes it really hard yeah. because you just, we all, no matter what our personality type is, whatever our story is, we all want to be accepted. And yes. then there's that fear that this is going to change our relationship. This is going to, um, change the way you view me. Um, you know, and, um, I'm going to lose credibility or something. I mean, there's all yeah, kinds of absolutely. things that, um, are, are in some, in, in some of them, they have reality to them, mm-hmm. you know, um, but the vast majority of them, like 90% of them are just, we're just afraid. It's just yes. fear. Um, which is just a lie. It's, it, yes. it's a lie packaged <laughs> as an emotion. Mm-hmm. That's why that's the, what fear is. Yeah. That's why the Lord tells us, you know, our emotions are fickle. They're, they're not reliable in understanding where we are, you know, mm-hmm. and, and understanding what's actually happening in us, mm-hmm. you know? And so emotions are good. Yeah, and, and, and there's some good fear, like yeah, there's some absolutely. good fear beyond even fear of the Lord. So I, I didn't completely mean that exact statement, but right. in this case, I, I truly right. believe it. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like, we have to, emotions were given to us by God, yeah, you know? And so these, these emotions that we have 
some are good and some are bad and Mm -hmm. we have to be able to wade through which way we're going with it you know like which way is the right direction today the good news is we don't have to wade through that on our own like that's part of the holy spirit working inside of us is the holy spirit's given one of the roles of the holy spirit is to guide us into all truth yes so we read the bible with the holy spirit we Mm -hmm. pray with the holy spirit you know we live our lives with the Holy Spirit yes. guiding us into that truth. And so if you're feeling like, I just, I can't decide on all this stuff. You don't have to, like, just let the Holy Spirit guide you into all truth. And the Holy Spirit does not sound like your um, personal preferences, though. Amen. That's why we have the Word of God. Yeah. Yeah, because that'll back it up. Yes. <laughs> because Every if, time. If it doesn't back exception. it up, then you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, without exception. Yeah, if you've missed that, you've put you in the place of the Holy Spirit yeah. and your preferences, and that's you're, you're, right. You're abusing, uh, misusing the, the name of the Lord when right. you say the Holy Spirit told me to do something. People do that all the time too. Oh gosh, I know. I'm like, yeah. that is a rough one. God told me we're supposed to break up. <laughs> that's your favorite Even example. Even if he did, don't <laughs> use that line. Figure out something else. <laughs> like I just can't do this anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it's, better there, than. There's other ways out. And wielding um, God as your sword. Yeah. In yeah, that instance. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so getting to the point, like we, we can't be afraid to be able to talk to somebody. Yeah. Now, who do we talk to? There you go. Right. Yes. There's no priest confessional booth around here. No. And not going Thank goodness. <laughs> I've got this creative idea that I want to do one day. That oh, it's goodness. like... It's like, uh, I think I've told Tara or somebody or Taryn or... It wasn't me, but I'm interested. <laughs> it's It's got to go with a series. And maybe this past Sunday, I missed my, my moment. You missed the moment. I really did. But it's not, it's not a biblical fulfillment of that. So it's more just like a conversation starter and mm-hmm. could, could be an impact thing. But really where we create like a confessional of sorts that's filled with mirrors. Interesting. And there's marker, like uh, expo markers to go in there and you write a lie on the mirror um, as you enter. And then as you exit, you go back in there and write the truth of what it is. So we get the photo opportunity during the (laughs) And then on the exit, like, man, it's there. Um, I just think that would be just amazing. That would be super cool. Like looking in the mirror, the lies that we've written. It's just, we're just confessing the lies that are there and then just writing the truth over who we are in Christ. I just think it could be cool. That would be super cool. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. (laughs) Until the kids get in there and, you know, know. (laughs) likely break the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, getting to the place where, who do we can, who do we confess to? Um, it's got to be people we can trust. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, people who love us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's where it starts. So if, and, and people who I think understand the word of God. Yes. Right. I think those are, I would say probably the three most essential ones, like someone we can trust, mm-hmm. someone who loves us and someone who is, you know, builds their life on the foundation of God's yep. word. Even if like, they're not the most spiritual person in your life, but, but they they're trying. Tr- yeah. You know what I mean? They're trying. They're, wor- they're, they're not working. Cause that sounds terrible, but, yeah. but they're, they're 
they're actively participating in their relationship with God. And typically that's who we're drawn to, yeah. you know, for that. We, Absolutely. We, you know, those, that combination of those three. And so I think it would just cause us to evaluate, well, how do I build relationships Yeah. where I trust people? Absolutely. What do I got? What's got to happen inside of me in which I trust people? Because mm-hmm. sometimes when we look around and we don't have that, it's because it's not because of what anybody else is doing. And, and I'll tell you, when I was looking for some confidants, I was looking for friends. I was looking for people I could trust who loved me, who knew the word of God. And I would just be like, there's just nobody around. There's just nobody around. And the reality is I had some issues in my heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm of why I wasn't trusting people. I was prideful. I was afraid of rejection. Mm-hmm. They were all around. I just yep. was afraid to call. I was afraid to pick up the phone. I was afraid to talk. And I had to do all that stuff inside of me. Um, and, and some of that stuff built up. I've shared this a couple of times on the stage. It built up. I mean, I was in ministry. We had started the church. I'd been here. This is only a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I had some stuff just build up in me. And, um, Man, and I, it was just, I could not figure out, could not, something was not right, but I could not put my finger on it. We were at the end of a service and somebody came over to me and said, Hey, you doing okay? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but like something's off. And the guy said, he goes, um, he said, you got some people in your life that you can call? I said, yeah. I said, I've got a ton of people I can call. Mm-hmm. And the next words that came out of my mouth were telling, and I broke down just like oh. sobbing after this. I'm going to cry right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, Yeah, but nobody calls me. Mm. And, and I, and I just, just let it go there. Um, and it, it was just a moment. And some of that is like just like being in ministry, like hard stuff. And Absolutely. Tired, emotionally drained and feel like I'm pouring out. And I was there to be poured into. And, and I was getting that. Yeah. You know, I was releasing that. Some of that was that. Other stuff that God was dealing with me is just some pride that was getting in the way of those relationships. And so, um, you know, but I, I've just continued to pour. And I've found more and more, you know, people call me. You know, I, yes. I feel like the more and more I've poured that out and I've invested in those relationships, mm-hmm. and that's what it takes. You have to yes. invest in them. And I'm, I'm not afraid to be first. I'm not afraid to go first. Amen. If I want this, then I'm willing to put it on the line. And yep. I'm willing to make a call. I'm willing to be intentional about it. Yes. Um, and it's been a game changer in my life because of it. So, um, you know, I can't make somebody love me or like even it's even harder to gauge who really loves you. Yeah. You know, like absolutely say you love me and then, you know, you're gone tomorrow and I'll never hear from you again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, absolutely. I mean, that's just a reality of pastor life. Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, but I think that's a reality for all of us and mm-hmm. you know, we, we've had to go through those things. And so anyway, I'm, I'm just rambling now. What else, <laughs> what else should I jump into? <laughs> no, I think that's really good. I think there's a lot there, a lot to all of that because we look at relationships as like commodity, mm. but they're not. They're not a commodity. They're not something to be bought and sold or traded. They're, oh, that's so good, yeah. They are, they are intimate groupings. Like God has put us together. They have knit, he has knit us together. It is not love unless it's freely given. Amen. 
Yes. Expecting nothing in return. It's not given in love. I can't tell you how many times I have sat and I have poured myself into somebody and then walked away and said, well, they, they don't even like me. They don't even want to talk to me. Like, and, and God, every single time is like, that's not why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Why, why are you fixated on that? Because it is not about you. Mm-hmm. Giving these things out to people is because I love you. And because I first loved you, you can love them. Yep. And that, that when, when I started to understand that, when I started to really let that sink into who I was, I stopped worrying about the, I stopped having that fear of rejection mm-hmm. because what I've learned is that it's, they're not rejecting me. Mm-hmm. They're rejecting the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And when you reject him, like he's okay with it. And yeah. if he's okay with it, then I'm okay with it. Well, and, and you know, it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt emotionally. What, yeah. What you said is totally true. And, but there are times in which people are actually rejecting us too. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yes. Right. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I have experienced that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. And like, we got to be okay with that too. Yeah. Like, that's fine. I, I don't have to be everybody's best friend. Yeah. If you know me, you would think that I would want to be everybody's best friend. Yeah. You know, I do because I love people. And if you knew me 10 years ago, you'd be like, really? Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> but, sure. but I do. I love people. And, and if you don't like me, that's fine. I, I mean, I don't have commonalities with everyone. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, yeah. I can love you without being your best friend. Yeah, absolutely. And and we can find somebody to confess to. Nowhere yes. did I say <laughs> they got to be our best friend. It's somebody we can trust, somebody that yes. loves us, genuinely loves us, and someone who, who stands on, on the Word of God. You know what I mean? That doesn't even have to be somebody you, you go and you know no. barbecue with every weekend no. at all. You know, but it's it's someone that you confide in. And, mm-hmm. and Well, um, and I think, too, it's like such a big part of discipleship. Confession is such a huge part of discipleship. And that might just look like somebody you're like, okay, I see you drawing close to God. I see you getting closer to him. And I want to do that too. And you don't have to be best friends. You don't have to go, like you said, and barbecue every weekend and hang out all the time. It can simply be, Hey, I just want to grow like you're growing. Mm -hmm. Can you, can you bring me along? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Can I, can I call you? Yes. Can we, can we have a conversation Yeah. once a month, once a week, you know, something. And, and most people don't even need the ask. No. Yeah, I think an ask helps. Yeah. It, it, it establishes. I, I'm, I'm wanting more out of this than just, Hey, how you doing? Just an acquaintance. And mm-hmm. I want you to know my intentions when I call you. Yeah. You know, so I, I think that helps break some ice there and get us mm-hmm. to what, I'm needing and longing for here. Um, but yeah, making this a regular practice in our life. That's just a, a friend picking up a, a phone call to talk to another friend. And then we just yep. confess to each other where we're yeah. missing the mark and provide grace and speak truth back into each other. And cause you know, James five sixteen, you know, talked about this on Sunday. Um, if, you know, when we confess, mm-hmm. it brings in, and pray for each other, confess your sins one to another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Yes. Yeah. So that you may be healed. It's amazing that that scripture is just so powerful and there's not really any other places in which say it in such, um, succinct and powerful yeah. ways. Like confession brings healing, you know, it's not just making us feel better for a minute, but deep healing. 
Yeah, I heard somebody say um, James was their favorite book because it was basically like theology for dummies. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's super plain, super laid out. Like this is this is how you walk this Christian life, you know. Yeah. And I I like James for that because he's just like it's not you know Paul can sometimes be kind of flowy, you know, and kind of add a little f- like niceness. I like the flowiness, but you know. Sometimes you just need it spelled out, like, plainly. This oh, is yeah. it, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like for sure. And that's, I think that's the beauty of all, of how James kind of conveys truth. Yeah. Yeah, and he it's, had seen a lot, James had. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a life James lived. Yeah. Um, brother of Jesus, <laughs> you know, didn't believe in him at first. I mean, how could you? Would you believe that your brother was Jesus? No. Like, Jesus was the Messiah? No, but when he started healing people and, and like, raising people from the dead and feeding 5,000, I'd be like, <laughs> be cross-eyed, you know what I mean? But it's he, really he, hard. But he comes to faith after his resurrection. Mm-hmm. Had to see it. And then becomes the, you know, head apostle of Jerusalem, like the leader of for, like, decades after that. Will give his life for the cause of Christ. I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, just think of the things he saw in Jerusalem from as the leader of the church. Like we think pandemic's intense, like leading a church in pandemic. Like imagine leading the church in Jerusalem the 30 years after Jesus. I can't, I cannot imagine. Destruction of the temple. I I can't remember the exact date, but I think that is when he died. Let me sing. Let me sing the timeline. <laughs> like, yeah. Give me the date. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, so like, yeah. Understand, understanding what he's had to walk through and walk other people through, yeah. and then he says something yeah. that profound um, is a gift to us, and Absolutely. he and he learned it through his life. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. So good. The word is so good. Yeah, for That's, real. <laughs> I just for sure. Every time, like yeah you think about it or you read it it just it just fills yeah. fills you up yeah. <laughs> so sure. well I feel like we've covered a lot yeah. Yeah, we, <laughs> we might have been a little all over the place at points so a little bit, we good. hope I that we got there. yeah I feel like it's been I feel like we've hit a lot of things that really um are beneficial mm-hmm. like beneficial to our walk beneficial to our relationships and so um I pray that you have benefited from this conversation and I am so grateful that you're listening and I'm so thankful that we get to um, pour into you over the week and we just love you guys you know like subscribe share <laughs> wherever you can Facebook Instagram I don't know where do you where share do, this? I do this thing I don't know, I don't know. Just Facebook text, just for text sure, somebody the link and say, yeah is good. I was about to say be like <laughs> send somebody a Spotify share there you go (laughs) that's the way i do it awesome (laughs) well we love you guys and we will talk to you next week